guys, I have prepared for you. Uh, this is a pour over. This is actually a turmeric. It's not a tumor. Okay, turmeric uh, infused, would you say? Uh, ground in. There's turmeric ground in, which, oh, interesting. which has a really nice aroma, but not sure exactly how it's going to taste. Oh, perfect. So. It's like an experiment. And is no, it, wait, that's not as long as the other a proper Chemex filter, which oh. I am told. I thought you're like poor circular. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I, don't okay. worry about it. I'm okay. Sorry, I won't worry about it. I've done this more than more than my share of. Uh, I, I'm gonna make you guys a nice cup of coffee. Can I, I think just, you're gonna enjoy. It like can I just be day? address the awkwardness of what it's like to work with you? Can we just be just vulnerable here and just would say? You, would you please? I never know what's coming next. So one day, well. That it took 45 minutes to make five shots of coffee, and then the next day it smelled like bacon. Let me ask you guys: Do yes. you do you guys think that I plan these things, or does it happen no. spontaneously? That's do, what that's what keeps me up at night. Is do like plan no. Is Brandon right now planning what's going on, or like what am I going to experience tomorrow? And like I. Like I don't know. Like I don't know if this is calculated or if no. it's just random thoughts. And that's what makes you more scary. I don't think you're scary, but I know you don't plan, and it's just it's so exciting. It is exciting. Uh, let me tell you, on uh, inside me too. And I hear uh, like somebody shouting at us in the back, giving some kind of like cues, productive production cues. Are we just going to agree to ignore that? Yeah, we're just throughout. Do it. Like we're just, okay. Yeah. So yeah, okay. We're if good. anyone tells us to do something different, we just ignore it. Yeah, I don't okay. like authority. Okay. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Hey. Interesting. I feel oh, like you see what I did there? Today we're actually talking about uh, about the authority of Jesus. So at Outward Church, uh, I just want to keep this in front of us at all times uh, that we exist to make disciples who love Jesus and live outward. And one of those uh, elements in the Love Jesus banner that we see in the sanctuary every time we come in is we love. His rule. Uh, part of loving Jesus is being under His rule. Uh, it has to be the 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 most unpopular uh, of all of those things. We're looking in the book of Luke. It's a lot of Jesus. It's a lot of who he is and his character. And I love to learn about who Jesus is. Uh, but I sometimes am not as excited about uh, the. Uh, much more authoritative and and bringing judgment, uh, Jesus, and that's what uh, we were working with uh, this week. Uh, yeah, and coincidentally, uh, the sermon this week was pretty heavy on that authority piece, and I think it's it's okay to say that I think in culture right now, this is probably the piece of the love Jesus um, that makes people the most uncomfortable. Liz, I think you you were saying that earlier. Yeah, and I think in what Pastor Matt said was. If you don't like this, then you don't like Jesus's theology, which that feels like an affront to people who get offended by rule and by authority. Um, but I think that if it's, you know, it's coming from straight from scripture, it's not something that we're changing. And that's why we have it on our wall, because I think we all need that reminder, because authority can feel uncomfortable, whether you agree or disagree with it. And I think that that's where those feelings come from. 
Can I can I say though? Yeah. Uh, over time, like it actually has been much more comforting uh, to to surrender that authority uh, to Jesus in my life. Like uh, His authority means that I don't have to be in control and I don't have to rule my life. Like I could submit in every single one of those areas. Uh, and I don't know if that's if that's jumping ahead, but uh, like my life has been. Uh, another increment of releasing or relinquishing control and submitting to the rule of Jesus. And I have more and more peace the less that I'm in control of. It's been incredible. I, I have to say, Brandon, that that's something that we've had talks about, uh, you and me personally, and I would say I've definitely seen you growing over the last number of years is like you've openly admitted to a number of, you know, youthful experiences with police and run-ins and things like that. And maybe this trend of just kind of like not wanting to subject yourself to authority, but like op opening up and naming that and <clears throat> being honest about it and talking to other people about it. I, I mean, I can just say that that has been something that has, you've maybe been released from. And I have definitely seen, visibly seen more peace in your life as a result of that. So um, I think it's such an important piece. Can you guys smell the turmeric <laughs> no. at all? It's like I thought it would be yellow. I, I thought at this point you'd be getting a waff of that. The no. smell is really great. You guys are going to be in for a treat. You were uh, about to say. Yeah, I think it's. I find comfort in it too, and that is not something that I ever thought I would say because I love control and I like to feel like I'm in control. But I think we were talking about that's that's not actually how it is like that's a misconception that you are in control and so when i when i realize that and when it really i think that's why it's in love jesus it does make me love jesus more when i know that he is the one that's in control and that my authority would a mess it up first of all let's be very clear about that and i've seen that over the course of my life the times that i can I can screw it up and that he doesn't and that that's because it is his authority in my life and it is surrender. That's a hard word. That's a hard word. Yeah, this week's message uh, got a little bit uh, political. I feel like it has been though, right? Like a little Just bit a little. Uh, little bit political. I, um, I, I'm, I'm mixed on it, right? Like sh should we be talking about that here in church. I mean, we talked about that a little bit in staff meeting, like too much politics, right amount of politics. I mean, how much politics should be in a sermon? Yeah, I, I would say that I, my guess is that a number of people might be asking those same questions. Um, and I think that um, as you look at what what does a pastor do? You know, when I take a look at what am I, what's my role here at Outward as a pastor and an elder, I think there's absolutely a responsibility to teach and preach the Word of God and to stay true to the text. And I absolutely believe that that's true. But I also believe that there is an authority brought uh, on in my role um, and, and, and obviously in Matt Porter's role, who's been preaching the last few weeks, in that there's a there's a cultural context that he's preaching to. When you look at um, Paul's letters to the, the Corinthians and his letters to different churches, he speaks to specific cultural contexts. And I think that that's specifically done because uh, the Bible is clearly showing us of a pastor's heart for his church, a pastor's care for his church. Every time Paul writes, it's love and encouragement, but it's addressing issues that the church is facing. I think one of the greatest threats to the church right now is is in the, the evangelical right-wing conservative ties that aren't necessarily 
a part of what Jesus's gospel teaches. And so, and I think that, yes, there are things about, um, you know, the democratic uh, viewpoints and things like that that also have a viewpoint. But right now, what you see in the news, what you see in culture, what you see in the context of the church really is an attack of certain issues that seem to be tied to right-wing political conservative versus like what is the, the, the true authority of the scriptures and what is our role. And so I think specifically that we need to address that. We need to address what's going on in culture today. And and I'm a little bit of the same where it's like I kind of get tired of the politics as well, but that doesn't mean it's any less relevant outside these doors. I love that. You're saying uh, basically giving right now cultural context to a timeless word of God, and that's how we apply it to our lives right now. Liz? I was, we were talking about this earlier, and I think that if we were in the book of Luke 10 years from now, it would be culturally relevant, and that is what I think is hard for people to grasp sometimes, but I think that's what makes it even more amazing. That, And I know that people asked Pastor Matt, right, oh, did you time this, some of the previous messages? No, we are going through the book of Luke in order, and it just happens to tie in because like you said, the word of God is living and active. And I think that that like pastoral authority, um, people think of it in like the word, like in like a domineering, right? Or like the, a misuse of power. But I think that that's, that's what we're called to, right? To sit under the authority and the preaching. And that's why we are called to the local church and we're not getting our information from the internet or, you know, wherever else you can get authority and information. Liz, you were, we were talking about the politics earlier and you were saying something about just how the like what is people's issues though that there are more issues that it obviously isn't just about it it isn't <laughs> just about I'm not distracted Oh about. I'm I'm sorry Brandon are we distracting the, your the your pour over. This is be a great Okay I'm really looking forward to I drinking that I just so you know tell. like Maybe I mean, sooner than later. You guys were saying, please. Oh, sorry, Liz. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> this is what it's like to deal. <laughs> what uh, Pastor Matt what, was saying was like? <laughs> nothing. Oh. Nothing, it's Brandon. Awesome. Nothing. We love you so much. You are much. such a great barista. Um, it's one of your many talents. Th- that that we were talking about. He was saying, if you, um, you know, are you so busy defending your side? Or, and I was just thinking that maybe someone is listening to that saying, oh, I, I don't have a political side, but there's, I'm willing to bet that there's something that you take a strong stand on that you defend regardless of if you should be defending it. And I think that that was like the next step of that, of just listen, thinking of the things that, that you defend, that you hold close. And maybe it's not politics, but maybe it's something that, you know, you're trying to like have control over. So I wonder then, I mean, I'm just kind of riffing, uh, and you guys could tell me if I'm, if I'm way off. Uh, when Jesus is saying, I'm going to divide you uh, in your household, uh, like uh, verse 51 of Luke 12, uh, five, a household of five divided two against three, uh, he's saying, you guys are already divided but not even for the right things or the right reasons. Like, let me tell you what you should be divided about. Look, like, if we were to follow Jesus's teaching, it's it's going to be radical. It's going to be divisive because we're going to look very different from our culture. Like, let me give you something to be divided about, the right thing to be divided about, and that is to be unified under my name. Uh, I don't know. Did that make any sense? I wrote set apart next to the word division, okay. like as Christians, we are called to be set apart and that in 
in the culture today, maybe that does look like division and maybe it does look like we have a different way of not defending our politics in a conversation where that's what everyone else is doing, that we, we do look different because we are not under their rule like we are under Jesus's rule. I, th I don't know. I think that's... I would say that that was probably the most convicting part of the sermon uh, for me personally, just uh, instances where, you know, this sermon starts out, uh, this series starts out, or Luke chapter 12, fear God, don't fear man. And, you know, that's something that I preached on. And it has just been something that has come up over and over again that the, I think the Lord is really working in my life to say, like, there are a number of instances where I don't know if I feel like the word is enough. And going back to the age old sin of like, is God enough um, kind of a deal? <laughs> Uh, for me, it's, you know, asking myself the question of like, am I okay with just letting the word speak its actual truth in my life, in the life of others? Or do I think I need to add on to it or I need to defend it or I need to, um, am I, am I, def I don't know what he's doing. Am, do I need to defend my position on it? And I, honestly, I was, I was really convicted by, uh, that part of it. And just thinking about, um, I wouldn't think, oh, yeah, I, I think the scriptures have authority over my life. And then realizing in the context of those of like division, that's not what has the authority in my life. It, I'm divided on other things, not the right thing a lot of the time. Uh, so we want to get into like applications. That's every every time I hear the sermon, uh, like I, I have to remind myself, uh, Brandon, this message is for you right? This isn't something that you're going to send to somebody. This isn't somebody that's going to, a message that's good for somebody else. This message, uh, because I'm going to sit under the authority of the word at Outward Church, I'm going to submit to my elders and the teaching of the elders. That means that every message I'm going to say, Brandon, how does this message apply to you? How do you put uh, this into practice? What in your life will change this week as a result of hearing this message? Uh, and and so maybe you guys have kind of some practical, I've, I've been thinking about that a little bit, but maybe you guys have some practical, uh, let's live outward now, right? Like the application of loving Jesus, being under his rule, uh, the, the result, the outflow will be to live outward. Uh, and so uh, one of the things that we're, we're talking about here at Outward Church, we're kind of under a, a campaign living outward. Uh, are we calling it a campaign? No, don't call it a campaign. Uh, if we can remove that part from the transcript about the campaign thing. Uh, but we give, we serve, we speak. This, this is how we kind of uh, focus in on living outward. So what is the outward response uh, to this message of living under the rule of Jesus? Go ahead, Liz. <laughs> I think one thing that he, that Pastor Matt said, which stood out to me, was I, it was, I think, a Paul Tripp quote, was like, do you realize you've already been given the greatest gift Right, so we've already been given the greatest gift, that is Jesus, um, but we have been given other gifts, and I think those are the things that we hold tight. It's our family, it's our possessions, it's our time. I think that's a big one too, and I think that when we realize that those are things that we've been given in order to, I, I remember back in Genesis, we're talking about you are blessed to be a blessing, and that we love Jesus, and he has done everything for us, and then we get to use those gifts that he's given us in an outward way, whether it looks like our time serving, because that's a sacrifice, right? Those are the things that we hold tight and we say, oh, but I can't do that. I, 
the, when I say that phrase, I realize that that's what I'm actually saying. Oh, you're up first. Do I get to drink this now or just <laughs> smell it or something? No, it's, y you want to start by smelling it. Uh, and Liz, I really appreciate uh, what you had to say. Yeah. Um, I was going to just say... I don't want to detract at all. Like, can we get an amen before? Uh, and and I, 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 I just love, I want to point out the fact that, like, uh, when I asked the question, you're like, oh, I didn't know Brandon was going to ask this question. Liz, can you take this one, answer this one for me? I don't know if that's how, what you were actually doing. But Liz, so eloquently, uh, like, I, I think... One thing I do admire about you, if you don't mind me doing this right now, like, Liz, like, don't hold up my notes. It's okay. uh, People know this about me. So <laughs> if you're listening, I'm showing notes, uh, Liz's notes from the Luke Journal. These are the notes that she takes from every sermon, and she's like, there's not enough space in the notebook. She's constantly thinking about how do I apply this to my life. And I, I've just, I've been, it's been an honor to be um, working with Liz, uh, she, she motivates me, uh, the way that she, you know, submits to the word. And she, I, I think she's genuinely, if you if I were to read all of those notes, the, the culmination of the, those notes would be, how do I respond to what I'm hearing and how will this affect my life? Uh, and so no one better to give that answer, uh, than Liz. We appreciate that. Which I think like, just as a reminder, like it, it's not because it's comfortable. It's not because it comes easily <laughs> to me. It's, me like praying for the Lord to like, please let me hear what you need me to hear and let the spirit lead me. And it's not always comfortable and it's not always easy. I think you gave that sermon talking about digging out and like, I feel like my life has been an excavation site, like in the best way, dig but deep. that just, yeah, the dig deep one. But I think that that's maybe that's why I take notes. Cause I also just need a lot of reminders. Uh, I see. Uh, a, a demonstration of, of humility uh, on display. So, no. We're I, reading books about I, I appreciate that. Uh, maybe some, some kind of closing thoughts, and we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, I would just say, you know, this week we're talking about, we've been doing the, the not the campaign, but the, the live outward not campaign. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and this week we're really focusing on we give. And I think you can go straight to a lot of ideas about what the church wants from people. And I would just say all of them are wrong. <laughs> um, let's explore who Jesus really is. Let's explore his life. Let's take a look at the way he gave and he served. Um, and so I would just say, Maybe, maybe my advice for people this week would be to approach the Word with humility. Um, one, approach the Word. Pick up your Bible and read it in the morning, whether you feel like it or not. Recognize its authority over your life at the beginning of the day. If I could just ask one thing of the people of our church, it would be to pick up the Word in the morning and treat it like it's the authority that it is. Uh, and number two, I would just say, investigate what the scriptures has for you. Investigate what, you know, like Liz is such a perfect example, not the example, Jesus is the example, but she she's- gets, She gets pretty close. Yeah, she's pretty close, yeah. but she's pointing to Jesus in her life and his authority, and she's looking at him, and, and I am, and you are, Brandon, and we are, in all, a lot of ways, we're looking at the way that Jesus lived, the way that he gave. And so I would just ask, you know, for people, like, if you want one thing to do, pick up the word of God in the morning and look at what it calls you to do. Look at where it has authority in your life. Look at what it's asking you to do. Look at the one who did it for you. On our app this week, we have that devotion about living outward. And that's what it does is it has a scripture that you can read and just questions to ask yourself, maybe to pray about, maybe to talk about with other people. Because I think sometimes it's overwhelming to say, well, where do I start? Well, we go to the outward app. <laughs> We outlined it. Each day there's something that you can read 
Take it from the authority. Take it from the word, not from what you think, not from what you think someone else told you. And then just ask yourself those questions and what does that mean for you? And Yeah, there's a couple of, there's a couple of uh, questions in there. There's a, a short passage. And my family, we've been just doing it at dinner, over dinner. And it's been awesome. Um, and I need work in this in, in my own life. I need to be able to do this and I want to do this. And this pr provides a really simple uh, way to do it. And so I would just encourage people that it's simple and easy and it just good, it creates great conversation with you, your wife, your kids, your roommates, whoever. I'm so grateful to you guys for the work that you guys have put in on that. Uh, and I know the rest of the team has had a hand in that as well. Uh, it is time to uh, enjoy our coffee as we let our friends go. I've enjoyed this episode of uh, Outcast. So you're going to want to start by smelling it, okay? And uh, full disclosure, this didn't go the way I, I hoped I it would. I see a lot of grounds. Is it it gonna smells be okay? like Christmas in a cup, though, I have to be honest. Maybe it was supposed to be that way. Uh, uh, no, it was a mistake. The filter broke. <laughs> so <laughs> I was... And now it's on the floor. All of the grounds are inside of the coffee. You don't actually have to drink it, but... It's... Um, <coughs> it, maybe slowly and chew. I really chew. hope that they've cut by this point. <laughs> That's all I can say. Drink and chew. <laughs> it's no big deal. It's pretty awful though, right? Also, right where he said, we're going to let our friends go. <laughs> There's probably a reason. <laughs> it's probably a reason why it was like deeply discounted at Gross Out. <laughs> <laughs>